Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Evan Snowy. We recorded this a couple weeks ago in Olympia, Washington. Just a quick announcement before we get started. If you go to CameronDeWitt.com store, you can purchase a special holiday discount package of four banjo lessons from me for someone else or for yourself. Happy holidays. I put a link in the show notes. Let's play some banjo. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Evan Snowy. Enjoy. Evan Snowy, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We are in the studio in the home of Ray and Alex and Laura. Laura, yes. We're about to rehearse for the Olympia Jamgrass Collective, which I think is a kind of thing that you're a little more familiar with. <laughs> the Jamgrass? Okay. Yeah, the Jamgrass. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with Olympia. Okay. And the collective. Here. 
and part, and being a part of a collective, collective. Yeah. sure yeah. i i endeavor to do that as much as possible the jam grass part not so much but that's why we're here yes uh and i don't know why i'm here <laughs> but i'm here and that's why we're here well i think you know i've heard a lot of things about i've heard i've heard that you are a very good improviser and a obviously a good banjo player so i don't find any reason for you not to be here <laughs> yeah. we'll see you're just along for the ride <laughs> yeah i'm along for the ride uh we met i believe the first time we met was as part of another collective. Yes. We met on Vashon Island. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was there. Yeah. Uh, and you rocked up to Vashon with the saxophone. <clears throat> yes. And you're like, I'm here <laughs> to play fiddle tunes on saxophone, yeah. <laughs> which I think we'll be doing a little bit later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, ha I didn't even know that you played fiddle. I had just heard you play mandolin and saxophone. Yes. So, um, Explain yourself. <laughs> Where do you come from? How did you start playing old-time fiddle? Yeah. I started playing fiddle when I was five. So I, my mom got me into music. I was in Suzuki, and I was like, I can't. After my first recital, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Okay. And she was a host of family dances in Seattle. She was like, she like organized them, ran them. And so I would go to them, and I would see these fiddle players on stage playing for these dances. And I was like, I want to be like that, like. I want to be on stage playing for dances. Okay, so you did like a Suzuki recital. Bad. Bad. Well, Not I, good yeah, for you. I don't even think I played. I was so scared to play in front okay. of people at like five years old. I was like, I'm not ever doing Suzuki again. I don't want to be a part of this. But you did want to be on stage. I did. Playing if, for dances. If there were dancers. If there was dancers, yeah. So it's not the like being in front of people. It's like you did you want like a more collaborative thing or did you want less pressure on yeah. you observation wise? Like Probably what, a little you know? bit of both. I think yeah. like the, like having that community of people there, like all in the same dance hall and already feeling like I was maybe a little bit of a part of that because my mom ran all those things. Yeah. Um, I was just like, that's what I want to do. Like that is the music I like. Yeah. That's what I, you know, I want to be up there with all those other people who are playing. So, hmm. Yeah, so I started taking lessons with Stuart Williams, who was like a big dance fiddle player and yeah. old-time player in the, in the Northwest. Um, and I got really into like Northwest old-time music. Yeah, so what kind of dances did your mom organize? Were they just squares or did you do contras and stuff like yeah. that as well? It, or it, was a it was like a family dance. So it was for like kids. It was okay. for families. Yeah. So it was a lot of like really easy dances. Um a lot of times it was like Sherry Nevins or someone who knew a lot of dances that was that were easy, um, easy dances. And um, so there was a mix of squares, contras, like kind of those like mixer dances where you go around and like clap your arms up and down. Yeah, and like good. Do yeah. a bunch of like clapping. Yeah, like yeah. Twirl around, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Stuff that's like designed to make kids feel like they're playing as opposed to yes. like dancing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you were already like dance, participating in these dances, like as a five-year-old? Yeah, probably yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, I liked dancing when I was a kid. Yeah. And I think that was half the reason like I wanted to play. Right. Is because I was like, you know, I like dancing, but I also would love to like be up there and yeah. like for people to, you know, dance yeah. to my music. But not lightly row. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I don't like, I think my grandma tried to entice me with like a Lego set. If yeah. I like went up and did the recital and I was like, it's not. 
not so worth it. Not worth it. You seem like a big Lego kid. I definitely was. And that, so it must have been like, well, that settles it. Well, I, yeah, but then, and that, that was the funny thing is that after I like stopped doing Suzuki, I think I did Suzuki Violin for maybe a month or two, like three, maybe three months yeah. at most. Yeah. And then after that, um, my, my sister was also playing music. She was playing uh, piano. She was playing classical piano. And I was like, oh, I want to do that as well. I want to, you know, play piano. Like my sister's playing piano, I, you know, because she's older than me and she's cooler than me. I wanted to be like her. That's I was sweet. like, okay, so I'll start taking piano lessons. Yeah, yeah. And then I did those recitals. You know, I had to do recitals for those. But she still kept giving me Lego sets. So yeah. I think that's like part of the reason why. So you had a, you had a source for Legos. Though. I did. Yeah, yeah great, I great, still great. had <laughs> that reward coming. Yeah. When you, wanted to, when you wanted to pivot to dance fiddling as opposed to doing Suzuki fiddling, what was the like... What was the reaction to that? I think it was all good. I mean, my, yeah. my family was already in that community. It, yeah. And so it, it seemed pretty simple to just be like, oh, let's just send him over to, to this old time. What? Yeah. What? Are, I don't know anything about pedagogy that's mm. like outside of classical or Suzuki classical. Like, what was your learning experience like? Like taking lessons yeah. from a person who does dance fiddling specifically? Um, I mean, it's all like learned by ear. And that was like the main thing that yeah. I found that to be, I think as a kid, I had some, you know, I'd just been listening to music all the time. And I'd heard that music at the dances. Yeah. So I think it came pretty natural to me to learn by ear. Um, and yeah, it was it was mostly by ear. And it wasn't like a lot of technique yet as a young kid. Like, yeah. I think that was one thing was like, I just wanted to learn tunes. And I so were you like, yeah, old, old time fiddling, pretty enough, old, like yeah, like scrunched up, like, like I my yeah, fiddle in the front, yeah, and that kind of. He stuff. definitely told me not to do that. Yeah, you know, and there's re, you know, obviously not the best posture, but um, looking at those people on stage, like that's what I saw. It was like right. this old time thing. So I was yeah. like, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that was like yeah, so learning tunes, learning this kind of like style that way, and then I I think probably like later on in that process I started to learn like a sort of modified version of sheet music, which was that there were numbers for the, you know, for the fingers, which is pretty common, but right. there were also colors. Oh yeah. Colors for the different strings. So there was colors for the G string, colors for the D string. So smart. Yeah. It was pretty smart. Yeah. And as a young kid, like colors make everything more exciting. Was this, yeah. Was this your teacher's design? This is my teacher's design. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So he had come up with some of these charts for some of these tunes yeah. um, to help me like learn some of these. Tougher tunes, I guess, you know. How was he making these charts? I have no idea. But Do they look handmade? No, no, no. They're all... He had some program. Some program. Like fiddle tab. Fiddle tab or something. Yeah. And, or he made it up and... Yeah, so there was like all these different colored numbers and stuff on the sheet. And that was very exciting for like a yeah. seven-year-old or, you know. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. I still go back and read some of them sometime. And I'm like, okay, yeah. It's coming back to me. So it sounds like you've had some like formalized... Uh, trainings in music just not for fiddle yeah. or at least not early on yeah yeah like it was most like yeah i did i did piano lessons like more formally yeah. and then i was just learning tunes and, and stuff and it was definitely like formal enough where i was like learning you know some techniques and some yeah. kind of things like i was learning all the you know ornamentation and the style you yeah. know style things um but I was at that time when I was like seven or eight, I was also starting to do like contest fiddling. Okay. Um, yeah. But still playing my old time, like Northwest old time music. Right. Um, yeah. How did that go over? 
in the contests. Pretty all right. Yeah. It was definitely not like the mo the most popular thing. Like right. all of those things are out in Eastern Washington and the style, yeah. you know, is usually a lot more like, you know, a lot of those kids were doing like very strictly competition, Texas, Texas like or tradition, competition style yeah. Yeah. like tunes. And I was playing like floppier mule and like Arkansas Traveler and like all these like right. really like traditional like West and Northwestern tunes. So kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's play another tune, okay. and then I want to I want to pick your about like sorry that's not a pick say. my ear. Yeah. I want to pick your brain about like <laughs> what you mean by northwest fiddling, sure. because I'm very interested in what that means to yeah. people, and I love that you're just like very confidently asserting that that's a style, <laughs> and I want to know more about that. But before yeah. we do that, what should we play next? That is a great question. Um, let's do Trips and Williams. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah.
such an interesting tune. It has this like do da do da. Like, yeah, I feel like I tunes that. don't do that. Yeah. It took me a while to be like, oh yeah, how would I claw hammer that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an anti claw hammer rhythm. <laughs> You're like reset your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Northwest fiddling. Explain. Sure. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think I think Northwest fiddling is kind of like a style. Honestly, that I derive a lot from like Vivian and Phil Williams. Yeah. Um, and their work with like um, kind of fiddle music that kind of came across in a lot of like the migrations of people to the West Coast. Um, and so a lot of them are like tunes that are English tunes or came from the South or something, but moved across and they kind of became these like campfire songs or tunes or something like you know, something like some amalgamation of things. Yeah. Um, and then kind of became this like tradition of music um, that sounds a lot different than a lot of old time music from other places in, in North America. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you how exactly it sounds like the yeah. qualities of it, but um, you know when you hear it. Yeah, you kind of know when you hear it. And mm. um, yeah, there's a lot of like fiddle players from, you know, around here that, you know, from like, you know, um, the 20th century that, that have written tunes that are still kind of in that um, community that there are people, people, are, people are playing, yeah. Yeah, what, what are like original tunes from this community that you would count? Um, I think I just look at Vivian and Phil as like kind of the yeah. main kind of uh, source of a lot of that music. Yeah, how much, how much like Vivian and Phil were in your, how much Vivian and Phil time did you get growing up out here? A decent amount. Yeah. I mean, they, I never took lessons with them just like one-on-one, -on -one, but I jammed with them a little bit and at camps and stuff, they would teach and I would take lessons from, from them, like, um, some of the Washington fiddle association camps and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and learn tunes from them. And then like coming from like with Stuart Williams, who that, Chirp Williams is actually named after. Oh, him. I didn't yeah. actually. Know yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> it's Chirp Smith and, yeah. and Stuart Williams is, uh, is uh, are the right. two names. That are oh, named. and Stuart is your teacher. My teacher, yeah. Okay, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Cool. So that I, I was like, I oh. never got to, I never got to meet him. I okay. just met Vivian. Yeah. Like really shortly before she died, mm -hmm. when I had her on the show. Um, yeah, I saw, I heard that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I forgot. Uh, I did. I didn't make that connection yeah. when you were telling no, me. Great. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so a lot of Stuart time. A lot of Stuart time. And, and yeah. he had a lot of, you know, he was, he played a lot with Vivian. And Vivian would play at those competitions that I would go to. And, and I would listen to her playing there. And a lot of the time I would be playing tunes that she had played in those same competitions. Yeah. In those contests. Huh. Um, so that was really cool to kind of like have her as like this like older figure that was really keeping that tradition alive and playing at those contests, still doing her thing, yeah. um, sticking to like what she loves and what she yeah. played and yeah. Did you like playing those contests growing up? I, that's a great question. Honestly, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I like probably hated it. Yeah, why did you a do it? Bit. I think I did it because I, like other than the like dances and stuff, there was nothing really to like perform. No, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to perform other than those right, like family right, dances. Right. Um, and my mom was really encouraging of me to like be go out to these things and hear other people play. Right. You know, like that's that's like a big thing. Um, right. And because Vivian and Phil were right. always out there and because Stuart would go with us and 
Um, I got to like play with some really cool people like that backed me up. Um, which is cool. Yeah, so I got like, to go to Weezer and that kind of thing. Yeah. It gave you opportunities to make musical community, to yeah. hear more music, to perform more, but the contest itself, the like you being on yeah. the stage. Yeah. Not your favorite. Yeah. And honestly, I think at those, I wasn't like super scared of like being on stage. Yeah. I think it was just the like, I didn't want to be out there where I, where, you know, I didn't, I really didn't know a lot of those people because they came from like central Washington or Eastern Washington. There weren't a lot of like Seattle people or people from kind of the urban areas that were going out there and playing. So I had my like five people that I knew. Right. um, And I would like, I would, and I was young, so I was shy and. Stuff, but I enjoyed like playing on stage. Like I enjoyed hearing feedback for my playing, um, and yeah, just getting to like perform somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I remember being super scared when I played at Weezer. I was like very. That was like the biggest thing where you walk out. And it's like it feels like it's like pitch black, and there's like a mic dropped from the ceiling, and you feel like everyone is watching you, and you can't see any of them. And, right, because uh, it's completely blind, right? Like, yeah. So. The who can't I've I've never competed because <laughs> I don't really play fiddle that much enough to compete in anything. But um, my understanding is that are you like in a black room by yourself, or can the audience see you? And then I, the judges are the isolated. judges are isolated, and yeah. then everyone else can see. Yes, you. okay, yeah, can but you can't you. see them because of stage lights. And maybe that was just what I thought when I was like yeah. nine years old, <laughs> and you it felt yeah. and it like it felt right. like that, and I like. I think after that experience, I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this again. Like, it was just so scary. And yeah. I went out there, I like played some Scandinavian music. I dressed up and like yeah. competed in like a kind of a yeah, different contest out there as well. But Okay. Yeah. As like a, wait, <laughs> you played Scandinavian music I at do. Weezer. I did. Yeah. I did. How, I mean, how, how did that go over? Pretty, I dressed up. Yeah. I had the traditional like. You dressed in. Traditional Scandinavian garb yeah. and costume and and how was that received? I think people were pretty into it. I don't yeah. think I placed very well in that little competition. Okay, um, but I think you know people are, are. I think in the Northwest, Scandinavian music is pretty well accepted. And I just really didn't like know it. that people were competing at Weezer with that. I don't think it's like a specific Scandinavian like uh, uh, contest, but there's kind of like a variety. I think it was like a variety contest. You oh, can kind okay, of do yeah. anything. Like you can do Interesting. different kinds of music, not just like, like contest style. Interesting. Yeah. So people were doing swing stuff and huh. like Scandinavian stuff yeah. and all different kind of. Cause I know that, yeah, there's an eclectic bunch of musicians out there at yeah. Weezer, but I also know that it's like, it's this really strange event. Cause it's so like decentralized. There's like the contest, but then there's like the festival and then yeah. there's all these people who are there to do different things. And, yeah. And then, like, you can only use this shower if you're part of this <laughs> camp, which I ran into the one time that I went, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. There's definitely, like, a divide between, like, the contest. Right. Fiddle people who are there for the contest and then a lot of, like, the old-time people who are there just to kind of hang out and jam. And, yeah. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. I would love to go back. It's a lot of great time. Well, should we play that Vivian Williams tune? Yeah. With this, like, pretty intense title that I had never heard before. <laughs> so. Yes, let's see. What, what what's the tune? Gobbler's knob. Gobbler's knob from Vivian. Um, yeah. Did she write this? She wrote it. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I. I Why um, did she call it that? <laughs> I believe that she titled it after the. Um, there's a, a kind of. A, I guess it's probably a ridge or a mountain or a fire. There's a fire lookout on Mount Rainier on the side of Mount Rainier. Yeah. It's called Gobbler's Knob. Yeah. And I assume that she wrote it about that. 
I right. know that Gobbler's Knob is also where the, um, in Pennsylvania, where the groundhog comes out and like oh, looks at his shadow. Yeah, like, sure. That's the town where that happens. It's called Gobbler's Knob. But, but more interesting about the tune, I think, is that, um, is that it's, it, it's played in second position. So it oh, sounds- Oh, just like the whole thing. The whole thing is played in second Whoa. position. So it sounds almost like it's cross-tuned. You yeah. see. Um, and interesting. she used to do that at, at contests and things. And um, I think it sounds, yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's a C tune. C tune. Okay, let me, uh, no, I'm in C. But we're not there. Tune. Yeah, it's, it's cool. so spooky just up there. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it's uh, very, it's very fun. I don't actually, I don't actually. 
actually know what second position is. What is oh, that? Oh, second position. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a vocabulary word that, yeah, that old time musicians sometimes don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not not usually required to go there. Um, what does it mean? Yeah, it just means that uh, your hand isn't sitting where your first finger usually sits. It's okay. sitting where your first where your second finger usually sits. So your hand is kind of moved up. I see a whole note or position as they call it okay so like so like on the e string for example normally your your index finger would be in charge of like f sharp f and sharp f. and f yeah. yeah and now you're now it's in charge it's of g being promoted and g sharp. promoted to g and g sharp yeah okay, interesting mm -hmm. And for, so first position just means the nor, the like Normal, regular, regular position. Every, yeah. every other Where note. you play the open strings. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think second position is used pretty, not often in old time music, but it, I think it's used sometimes in like cross tunings and stuff, or just to get that sound that you're like, yeah. have a drone with those notes. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, the t the timbre of all of the notes sounds they, yeah. completely different. And and you're not. It sounds like you're not doing it to get higher notes. Yeah, you're you're, not, do, you're yeah. playing firm. Like you could play this whole tune, like the melody at least of it. Yeah. In first position. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it would sound completely different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Cool, Vivian. Yeah, I know. Great yeah. time. I really like that. Time. Gobbler's Knob. Gobbler's Knob. Sorry, so preoccupied by the scandalous <laughs> title. <laughs> I think there's, I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of places called Gobbler's Knob, so I'm not sure exactly which yeah. place. So it could where be. Where the name comes from or. For the Groundhog. Anything else like that. Or for yeah. the, the Firewatch. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Gobbler's Knob. Yeah. Wow, I'm such a child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's so great. What a cool tune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was definitely attracted to the tune first by the name, and then yeah, but then by the actual notes of what it <laughs> sounded like. Stay for the <laughs> stay for the tune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you gonna get out your saxophone? Yeah, <laughs> is it saxophone time? I think it should be. Okay, yeah. great. When did you start playing saxophone? Why did you start playing saxophone? It's a great question. Um, school band. School bands often where that's often where it started. I yeah. I walked in. I was like, I want to play trumpet. Okay. My mom had played trumpet in college or high school. Yeah. And I was like, trumpet seems like the cool instrument to play. It seems like you thought that your mom was pretty cool. I think she, yeah, up. I think she, I still do. I, I, most part. she sounds really cool to me, <laughs> but she also, this is a nuance thing. She sounds like the kind of mom who maybe a lot of kids would be like, later on, they would be like, Mom was actually really cool. Yeah. I just was. I just didn't, didn't know. I yeah. just didn't know. But Definitely. it sounded like you knew uh, from from the beginning. Yeah, maybe I probably Mom's didn't. Cool. I wasn't like outwardly expressive of that. Sure. Um, but I think, and I think, like a lot of my friends thought she was cool. Like okay. she was like the snack mom. She always had food uh, and like that snack kind of thing. Mom. Like yeah, <laughs> I aspire to be a snack mom. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone, wanted, everyone wanted to go with her on the field trips. That kind of thing, okay. except for me, obviously. You know, obviously. Yeah. As a teenager. You know. Sure, but. I thought she. I thought it was cool that she played trumpet, and so I walked into school yeah. band. I was like, I would love a trumpet. I want to be a cool trump, trumpet player like and, my mom. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they handed me an alto saxophone, and I was like, What is this? Why are all my friends playing trumpet, and I have to sit here and play alto saxophone? Yeah, what the hell? Um, they just didn't have enough sax players. Yeah, there's only like five people in the band, I think. Yeah. So we had 
three trumpets and like <laughs> it's clarinet and the saxophone. So I was a saxophone player. Um, and yeah, I, at that point I was already like, I was really interested in learning every instrument I could possibly have. So okay. I, I was just like, I want to learn something. You're I like, don't, fine. I fine. don't, I don't want to yeah. go back to the classical music on fiddle. I want to do yeah. some new instrument. Um, and so, yeah, I picked up the saxophone. Um, and how, how old? It's third grade. So I was okay. Or yeah. So I was, what is that? I don't know what age that is, but me, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> my, my son's in third grade. He's about to turn nine. Yeah. I was just yeah. like eight or nine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so I did that for, you know, two years or three years in elementary school. And then when I hit middle school, I joined this out of school jazz program in Seattle called Jazz Ed. And just, you know, I wanted to play something improvisatory and cool. Jazz was cool. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed that more than the like Jingle Bells or anything we were playing in sure. school band. <laughs> yeah. So I was lucky enough to be able to do uh, an, an out of school jazz band in middle school. Um, and that's kind of where it took me was the jazz route. Saxophone. Yeah. 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 So just kept going on saxophone. And um, when did you start playing fiddle tunes on it? I, not until a little long, a little yeah. while longer. What, I, I, what yeah. inspired you to do that? Um, I think it was hearing people use the saxophone yeah. in that, like, was like good enough for me to be like, okay, I can do it as well. Hearing Chris Miller, yeah. you know, play like big inspiration and a friend of mine. Um, and this um, is an alto, right? This is a tenor. Actually. This is a tenor. This is a tenor. I so. get. I haven't seen them in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is a, this, this is, is a tenor. tenor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you saw people playing. Yeah. So I, yeah. Playing trap heard, music heard, on saxophone, yeah. and we're like, I, I yeah, I should, just, I should try to start doing that. Yeah. Like, start blending that because I was already starting to blend the jazz stuff with my sure. stringed instruments. Yeah. Um, and I was like, why not bring that over here? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been a ton of fun. I've done some recordings, obviously, with the bash on and uh -huh. done some jamming. It's a lot of fun. And what are we going to play when I you're playing saxophone? I was thinking we would play Acorn Stomp. Okay. Yeah, this is the F. F is, is it a rag of a tune? It is definitely a rag. A rag? A okay, let's yeah. Do let's do it. Thank you. 
It seems like seems like really hard to it's play a, hard a play a fiddle tune on uh, not a bow, yes. <laughs> but to use your breath for it. Yeah, it's definitely a little tiring. I've done yeah. a lot of saxophone for contra dances uh-huh. before, and that is quite a time because it's like ten minutes of playing. It seems like there's a lot rest. of resistance with the reeds that you might yeah. not have like on like. Like a harmonica, for yeah. instance. Yeah. yeah. There's like embouchure uh-huh. kind of strengthening that you need to do. Yeah. And you need to practice all the time to make sure that's strong. <laughs> and when you're playing fiddle and all these other instruments, all, you know, when I'm playing, not playing saxophone, then it's, when I uh-huh. come back to this, it's quite an <laughs> adjustment. Yeah. 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 Well, we got time for one more before we got to uh, start rehearsing for our jam grass times. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Before we do that, where do people go to follow everything that you're up to musically, to uh, give you money for live <laughs> performances, recorded works, uh, lessons, whatever you offer. Sure. And to stay up to date. Yeah. I've got the Instagram and the Facebook, both Great. of those. And I got a website, evansnowy.com. And currently playing with the Lich Brothers. So Great. we'll probably have some gigs come in the summertime. Um, and I'm soon moving down to Tennessee. Oh, lovely. So if you're down in that area. Are you going to Nashville? I'm going to Nashville okay. in January. So Very if anyone's exciting. wanting to play or can I bet they, know. I bet they do. Let me know. Want to play. I'll be down there. Yeah. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank I you for having me. I already have a big day planned and it's nice to yeah. Yeah, do this nice first. To play a little one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. What should we do for our final number? Let's do Wink the Other Eye. I think. Yeah. Was, Let's do Wink the Other Eye. I was thinking about. Yeah. What what key is this one? In I here? think it's in G. Is it G too? Great. Play this in G. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Cool. Let's do it.
about to end that tune. <laughs> Visit evansnowy.com to see his tour dates and to purchase and stream his music. Check the episode title for spelling or just follow the link in the show notes. I also put links to his Instagram and Facebook there. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That's also linked in the show notes, along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me. Then there's pitchforkbanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, and cameradoit.com slash store, where you can purchase my archived workshops. And visit tallpoppystringband.com and follow us on Instagram to keep up with my old-time trio. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.